This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi. We had so much fun with Lisa and Paul that we invited them back for one more recording. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Sensei. Thanks for being here one more time. It's our pleasure. And, of course, we're all here. So I'm saying hi. And I'm saying hi, Jackie. Hi, everyone. It's Landon. So the other afternoon after we were recording, we were brainstorming what subject would be a quick and easy search, and we landed on Kabuto weapons. I don't think quick and easy is the correct word. (laughs) We were tired after this. We sure were. As always happens, when we started looking, it's going to take way more than one episode to get this job done. But we're going to start today, and we're going to see what happens. Us? Us. I think it's going to be lots of fun. Who doesn't like talking about weapons? Well, those were our exact words. Who isn't going to want to listen about weapons? Exactly. So I think Sensei Jackie's going to start us out here. Well, Sensei, I think we should probably tell everyone that the word kabuto, according to shodakankarate.ca, actually means ancient martial way. Everyone seems to agree on that part. I like that we now know that kabuto actually means ancient martial way as opposed to weapons made from farming tools, which is what we always thought it meant. That's what I thought it meant, right? That's insane. So we're going to start off with a brief list of the weapons and a quick overview of each one. This info on the history I found on two sites, Black Belt Wiki, which I had never heard of, but I'm certain it's some sort of Wikipedia thing. Do you guys agree? Oh, must be. And KarateKabuto.com. Okay, let the round robin begin, Paul. Okay, Sensi. I'm going to start with the bow, the stick, the long pole. Everyone thinks is the oldest weapons that man ever used. But I think especially now, can't you see you walking around the, the neighborhood with the bow? So we can keep our social distancing. I love that. <laughs> I did it the other night in karate. <laughs> I had my arm out. It's almost if a person gets too close, you point the bow out and say, well, this is social distancing, please. And so the Jake mentions it more than once. <laughs> or has mentioned or it. you could hang a mask on the end. <laughs> <laughs> I also bring the bow when I'm walking the dog. Uh, you know, in the early morning when the sun hasn't come up yet, it's a good mechanism to use just in case there's any stray, you know, stray dogs out there as well. So. Agreed. Sensei Jay loves the bow for walking the dog. After the bow, where are we going to go? Oh, I rhymed it. <laughs> okay. And there's the iku, the or. Does that need any more explanation? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it causes me to have to say real props to Master Collegian for building such a beautiful orcata. What are we going to? Hanbo sensei, Ooh. which is a half a bow and is usually about three feet long. A little aside for those who are in training, this weapon is on our bow test. Yes, Hanbo is one of the questions on a weapons test, so write it down. Okay, but I'll take the comma. Wooden handles with a sharp cutting blade on one end, and they're set at a 90 degree angle so that it looks like a sickle. Master Lasorsa made a beautiful comma kata. When you yes. said comma, I thought you meant like C-O-M-M-A. Like <laughs> in the air, I'm drawing a comma. Now that is funny that I had never thought of before. Could you make a kata out of the comma that one uses in writing? I was going to say you could use a comma to make a comma kata that's shaped in a comma. <laughs> so you could make a big comma. That's like many different uses of comma. Just give me a karate comma. Uh, 
but I thought of kamikaze like kamikaze, and I was blown away by the thought of it early on. <laughs> okay, so how about a weapon called the kua? It's an Okinawan weapon based on the garden hoe, which a hoe, just for the record, is a, a weapon. Yeah, a garden tool where you punch it against the ground to get the dirt to open up a little bit. That's correct. For planting and weeding and whatnot. And how is that spelled? Kua, K-U-W-A. Oh, okay. Hmm. And just a real quick there, you can search that. And there's a guy who does a kata on YouTube using the garden hoe. Clearly very Okinawan. Real interesting to watch. Okay, who's up? Well, I'm glad that I got the nunchuck because a nunchuck is two pieces of wood that are connected with a rope or a chain. And I love nunchucks, even though I hit my knee with them the other day. I have a really big bruise on my knee right now. Anyone who's ever used nunchucks has a bruise somewhere. Anyway, I have another one. It's called the Nuntibo, an Okinawan spear with hooks on the side. Mm, So kind of like a side? What a spear, though. Uh, That's true. And you know what? We should search that and try to put it on our Twitter feed because I'm not sure if the hooks go towards the spear side or if the hooks come back around like like a fishing hook would. But I do love a spear. I do too. I'm a fan of spears. And and I got the feeling that with this spear, you might be able to hook it on the side of a boat. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. So this is something we can look thought. up. Okay, Lisa, it's your turn. What are we talking? Finally, one I'm familiar with, the side, which means pronged, truncheon, or short sword. And you'll recognize it from the Ninja Turtles. It was Raphael's weapon. Love the side. Yes. Yes. Uh, and another one that I'm not as familiar with, but I like very much, is the three-sectional staff. In Japanese, it's called the sensetsuken. Well, I got right. a really, I got a really cool one, sensei. It's the surgeon, the Okinawan weighted chain or rope. I read that it started as a rope with the rock tied to the end, and then it developed into this weight on one side and a spike on the other. What a great, awesome weapon that is. You can get them off balance and then come with the spear or the spike on the side of it to end it. I love it. That's good. We're getting graphic, aren't we? I mean, (laughs) but, you know, it's a perfect way. (laughs) Okay, where are we headed, Lisa? Uh, Let's get back to six for a minute. The tamba, a very short staff. Size of a baton sounds like what we call the escrima sticks. That was one of my favorite katas. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I like the Eskrima I agree. It does cool. sound like an Eskrima stick. I didn't do a lot of research on it yet. We will when we do our stick episode, which is coming up next. I know that sounds funny, right? Okay. And then finally, there's the Tanfa. We are taught that the Tanfa means handle. When Sensei searched it, it didn't say what the word actually means. It just described the weapon. It's a short stick. 18 to 24 inches, with a wooden handle set perpendicular about six inches from one end. And, and isn't it also known as the PR-24, 24? the modern version of it? That's not uh, exactly the same one. Okay. But even in the Demura book, I did not see that what Tantha actually meant. Oh, see, now I didn't know that. Good for looking there for me, Sensor Jackie. What do you have? I have one of our favorites. Who doesn't love spear and shield combination? And it's called a Tinbei Rochin. I love it. I love it. We even build a little sword and shield game using our small punching bags and noodles for the kids to play with each other. They love that game. I remember oh. that. Man, I miss the dojo. I know. <laughs> Every other sentence we say that. Okay. 
I'm finishing it off with the Teco, the Okinawan brass knuckles. Again, every time I, I'm giddy with joy with every one of these, mm. I'm not sure what that says about me. <laughs> Look, just naming all these weapons made me A, happy, and B, literally half our episode is gone. That's it. Wow. Do you think the listeners knew all of those weapons? I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't. I'm sure that they'll tell us on our online platforms, everywhere at Wildcat Dojo, Facebook, Twitter, our website, YouTube channel. You can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com and leave us a message at 954-350-1915. You can always email your message to our email address as well. And we like audio messages because we can lay them into our episodes. So start leaving us audio messages at Dojo Conversations. They're fun. Are we moving on to history? Uh, I hope so. And in that, is Sensei Jackie starting us out? She surely is. <laughs> yeah, talk about her in the third person, please. <laughs> Tradition says that the Okinawan people were conquered by the samurai, so they made a method of fighting using their farming tools. That is what we were all taught, isn't it, Sensei Jackie? That's what we were taught. But the problem is that when we started doing the research, there's no clear evidence that it's true. And all the Kabuto weapons clearly resemble weapons from earlier in both China and other parts of Southeast Asia. Right. So that's going to cause me to throw out this theory. The Okinawans adapted what they had to resemble weapons they'd become familiar with through experience and oral history. So hmm. both things cannot really null each other out. You know what I mean, Paul? It's a good yeah, thing. absolutely. I don't know if I took this to the next step, but I even took it that we adapt as people in our own houses and look around our houses to see what could be a weapon if we needed to use it. So each corner of the house is either a broomstick that I have going on or you know something that could be used as a weapon in each of the rooms. So I don't know if that's relative to the Okinawans adapting to their new environment and we adapt ourselves. You know what I mean? You know, and we are big proponents of something by every door and window. Uh, That's right. I remember Sensei teaching us that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you're up, Paul. Yeah. What we did learn with the Kabuto is the Okinawan Kabuto is actually its own martial art based completely on the use of some of, or maybe all of the weapons that we mentioned today. Hmm. And in our style, we use short sticks, bows, sai, and nunchuck as cues, which is from white belt to brown belt. And as black belts, they can learn the or, comma, and tanfa. Sounds busy. Yes. <laughs> and I'll give, I'll give a little piece of trivia to the non-karate people. A cue is from white belt to brown belt, and a don is, is all black belts. So there you go. Good one. Okay. Going back to the Okinawan Kabuto style, mm. each weapon has a kata based on its use, and some of the katas have been passed down for 200 years. Wow. Some of the coolest classes that we had at the dojo was actually learning a new weapons kata. Yeah, everybody loves that. That's fun. Yeah. It really is. Until you have to remember it. That's <laughs> day, <laughs> right? That's yeah. it. So going back to history, Lisa, I think you've got something. Yes. Did you guys read that the oldest documented history for Kabuto is around 1762? But it's believed to have existed before this documentation. Kabuto weapons are those used and adopted in the Ryukyu Peninsula 
near the end of the Tokugawa shogunate in the early 1600s. Us. Us. Okay, so there's no way we're going to be able to go into detail on all these weapons in one episode, correct? That's That's right, Sensei. So I've picked two for today. The nunchuck, of course. Of course. I think I'll put it in the title. And you know what's an interesting nunchuck story before we get started? What's that? That's Sensei. In my brown belt, Shodan, and Nidon test, I spelled the word nunchaku wrong. (laughs) It's spelled N-U-N-C-H-A-K-U. But I spelled it N-U-N-C-H-U-K-U. I spelled it wrong so many times that Sensei Peg actually phoned me. (laughs) I said, I'm so tired of seeing this spelled wrong. You've got to fix it. Like it really bothered her eye. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Isn't that hilarious? Hilarious. (laughs) I know. And the other weapon I'm going to bring up in today's episode is the one that really caught my attention, the Teco or the Okinawan Brass Knuckles. Ah. So with that bit of history behind us, let's move on to the nunchucks. Landon did all the heavy lifting on the research for this weapon. Thank you, by the way. Thank you. It was fun. He told me that he used kcpinternational.com, centurymartialarts.com, nbcnewsthroughnpr.org, which sounds like a very grown-up site to me, (laughs) (laughs) injury.laws.com, and then my favorite that he picked, landonsbrain.com. <laughs> so why don't we start out with everything you got from landonsbrain.com. Okay, sense. <laughs> so from landonsbrain.com, this is just what I remembered. This is a weapon that we use in our style, USA Goji Federation. The nunchuck was used by police as a crowd control weapon. This weapon is only used from third Q up, so brown belt. Exactly. The hemo is the part that connects the two sticks together by either chain or rope. There are many different designs of the nunchuck, including round and octagonal, and they come in foam for practice, wood, and metal. And, oh, one more I forgot. This is one of my favorites. How could I forget? Master Collegian and Joe has taught police how to use this weapon. Not only in all over the United States, but also in the South America and Central America. Wow. They traveled a lot with those seminars. That's pretty cool. That was awesome with landonsbrain.com, wasn't it? <laughs> pretty good brain, Sensei. Thanks. Okay, you're going to pick it up right there for me, Sensei Jackie? Uh, sensei, um, you know how when we investigate origins, the facts are always a little bit sketchy? Yes, I do remember mm. that. <laughs> well, no one really knows the origin. KCP International says that uh, the nunchucks were from Okinawa, but there's no evidence to prove it. Weapons like the nunchucks spread throughout Asia, Japan, Korea, and India, and probably around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The actual word nunchucka comes from the Japanese Ryukian language, which means flail. So most theories say it found its origin in flailing rice and soybeans. Like we need another theory. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that says it came from a wooden clapper called the Hayoshiki. That's used to warn citizens of fires and danger. I thought that that was cool. I thought that was when cool, When I too. saw that, I was like, oh, I got to put that in. So I guess what we've learned from history is that it isn't a bad thing to archive. No, because that's Because then right. people know when you got the idea, if not the idea itself Us. became known, right? Us. Okay, let's do some fun facts. Us, Sensei. I'll go first. People think the nunchuck became super popular because of Bruce Lee. 
So let's go this way. Are we Bruce Lee fans? I am. Oh, I'm a fan. Landon doesn't have to have a Bruce Lee marathon. He doesn't have a background. I don't know the name of any other movies other than Enter the Dragon because, you know, that's the one you know. That's the one I know, and it had the basketball player in it. How about you, Paul? But the coolest one, and you have to watch it, is The Big Boss. There is an ice factory scene that is totally impromptu, and legend says that that whole script was unscripted. And the fights that were actually happening, they kept on filming during the whole thing because it was a true fight. So Wow. Cool. I'll finish with this one. People say that second only to the katana, the nunchaka is the most famous karate weapon. By the way, it is the weapon found everywhere, far and wide. I'm taking a breath right here. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Landon was so complete that he went and found some of the law about the nunchucks. And I'm sure people would be interested, aren't you guys? Yes. But, you know, people ask us about the law and nunchucks all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was always curious about that. Um, In the United States, nunchucks vary in legal status from state to state. In Massachusetts, Arizona, New York, and California, not only you can't use them, but just possession of them is illegal. For example, in California, the penalty for owning them is imprisonment in a county jail not exceeding one year or in the state prison. You are also not allowed to have nunchaku in the United Kingdom. Okay. On the other hand, I really like this. A police department in a very small town in California deployed nunchucks to every police officer after they had some fallout about tasers. And the police chief hopes that it could help reshape public opinion about police use of force. I thought that was interesting. I think it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And when you read the book by Peter Urban, The Dojo, he talks a lot about how police should be trained in nunchucks to control alternatives to deadly deadly force. force. When Joe Hassan, Master Collegian, taught them, they taught alternatives to deadly force. And just to finish this part off, Joe Hess has a book. I believe it's called Nunchuck in Action. I believe it is. And I'm sure it's on Amazon. So his name is easy. Joe Hess, H-E-S-S. All right. Here at the end of the show, we're going to pick up with the Teco as the final weapon for today's episode. I just think it sounded so fun. You know what I mean? Yes. It is the early precursor to the brass knuckles. Along with the sites that I've already mentioned, I also used a site called tofugo.com. And I also found an article in Black Belt Magazine from March of 2016. Hmm. So let's finish with that big bang. (laughs) Start me out, Lisa. Okay, Sensei. Teco translates to Iron Hand and was also given the name Knuckle Duster. I like that one. Yeah, that's classic right there. Right? I'm adding to that. It has been said that the Teco were originally made from two metal horseshoes, or they are made from the stirrups of saddles. That's the part that you put your foot in. They don't know which one's true, but I think both things were happening. Uh, Did you guys know that some sources say that the Awara came before the Teco? And the Awara is also known as a power pack. It can be a small stick of water metal that you hold and you put it in your fist to create more power. But wait, there's more! (laughs) I love it. There's a style called Ruku Kabuto Teshinkin. That has a teko kata called Ma Izantono Teko. You can Google it. According to the site, the kata was created by the late master Taira Shinken, 
and named by him Maizato, his original family name. Why do I get the big word? (laughs) Okay. Before we go to the law, which was an idea that you gave me, so thank you for that, Landon. Mm -hmm. Let's add that they are easy to conceal. Us. Oh, look, I wrote right here, taking a page from Landon. (laughs) And I got my information from reference.com, and it came right up. Ooh, I'll use that. And here's what they say about the legality of brass knuckles. They are not illegal in Florida, brass knuckles. No, but you have to have a concealed weapons permit to carry them. True, but they are illegal in California, Illinois, Michigan, and Vermont. California doesn't have much fun, does it? (laughs) No, California does not like its weapons. No. And if you use them in the commission of a crime, it's a felony. Obviously, we don't recommend that. We all know martial arts is all about defense. And if your karate is perfect, you never have to use your teko. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. But do you insure it with the gecko? So, you know what I want to do before we close out today? I want to say if you or anybody out there who has an idea of someone who would like to sponsor us, please get in touch. Yes. Us. We love our sponsors and we love working with them. Yes. We're very easy to work with. We're very reasonable in every way. I know it doesn't sound it when we talk, but we are reasonable. Yes. <laughs> and we're looking for a second sponsor to go with? Honor Athletics, of course. And you can reach them at honorathletics.com? Or call them at 770-945-5150. And make sure that when you're checking out, you mention Wildcat Dojo in your voice or you write it on your... Order form. Order. Oh, that, that I was going to say score sheet. <laughs> <laughs> you write it on your order form for your 10% discount. That was good. Thanks, Cynthia at Honor Athletics for sticking with us in these crazy COVID times. Oh, my goodness. And I want to thank you both for coming on. It was a pleasure. It was fun. You are the best. We had a great time. Always. We knew we'd have fun with Kabuto, and we did. Us, we did. And with that, it's time for us to say goodnight. So start me out, Landon. Bye, everybody. Hope that you have a great day. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Stay well. And I'm signing off till next week. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.